everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Physical Media. My name is John. And I'm Faith. And today here on the channel, we are going to be talking about our favorite things, physical media, film, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about for about 45 minutes to an hour. And that's exactly what we're going to do here today. Faith, how was your week? It was good. You yeah? Know, same old, same old. Same old, same old. Watch anything good on TV this week? I watched the BS High documentary. I thought that was really cool. Oh, yes. And you said that guy was from Long Island, right? Yeah, he's from Kings Park, yeah. Oh, giving us a good name. <laughs> for, for people who aren't familiar, a couple years ago, a uh, small high school, right? Is it a high school or Well, college? it wasn't even high school. It was fake. It, it was wasn't a whole, even it was a, a whole a fake scam. school. It was a scam. Uh, he was trying to get all the loans and... He, he took adults out there, uh, right? Yeah, they were like in their 20s. Some of them were in like their early 20s. And they were able to fool ESPN, right? Into yeah. Like broadcasting. A uh, high school game, yeah. Well, 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 so BS High, that's on Max, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you did watch some good stuff this week. We also like to start the show off every single week with the news and there was a pretty good amount of news we got december criterion announcements so if you want to hear what i'm going to be buying in december what i don't you don't want to hear <laughs> well let's find out right now so criterion's december they had only had three uh blast of silence i've actually never seen this movie so i, I can't really comment if it's going to be good or not but this is the big one for me guillermo del toro's pinocchio on 4k blu-ray okay that came out last year on Netflix. I told you to watch it, if you recall. And you said no, even mm. though you told me you love Pinocchio. No, I never told you that. You didn't tell me that? No. I could have swore you said you love Pinocchio. I don't know what you're talking about, but I do not like Pinocchio. Oh, I thought you did like Pinocchio. <laughs> I didn't. I do not. Well, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio was a... I'm not, I'm not a big of the fan of like the early... Um, like the early Disney movies. Ah, uh, yeah. well, this is modernized in a way. Like no, it, but I, like I'm not a fan of those movies. Oh, those tales in yeah. general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's based on a book, isn't it, Pinocchio? I'm not a hundred percent. Yeah, sure it, I think it is. Yeah, it's an Italian guy or whatever. Yeah, it's an Italian father who mm -hmm. makes himself a kid who wants to then be a real boy, mm -hmm. and if he tells a lie, his nose grows really big. You know, imagine we had that out in the world. A lot of big noses out there. <laughs> <laughs> the whole Congress would be. There'd just be schnozzes everywhere. <laughs> Everybody would look like Triple H. <laughs> Not Triple H. <laughs> You're so bad. <laughs> Not Triple H. And then we also got The Red Balloon and Other Stories. Five films by Ab Albert Lambirzi. Why did you say it like that? Is that how you pronounce that guy's last name? Or lady's oh, name? Where is it? Lamara. Oh, Lamara. I can't even say it. Yeah. Lamarzi. 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 I thought I saw a B in there. Anyway, five films. Um, can't really comment on that either. So December looks like it's a little bit of a down month for the Criterion Collection, but I'm really excited for Pinocchio. Okay. I know that you're not too thrilled about it, but I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I know. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Something that I... just doesn't float your boat, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, another thing that we got announced is that supposedly Young Guns is coming to 4K. Okay. You know, you know what Young Guns is? Uh, it's a Western movie came out in like the late 90s, stars Emilio Estevez, well not late 90s, early, late 80s, early 90s, stars Emilio Estevez, uh, John Diamond, uh, Philip Diamond, Philip Stewart. Oh, God damn it. What is that? This is a steering... Mm. Charlie Sheen and... Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, let me get that guy's name right. Oh, my God. The guy from freaking La Bamba. Which is coming out pretty soon. John Diamond, and pretty, oh, Lou Diamond Phillips. I knew it was something with an ooh. I just didn't know which one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
so I wasn't. <laughs> okay. I just wasn't sure. So anyway, Young Guns, great Western, fun. You know, it's nothing like too, too serious. Uh, you've probably heard the Bon Jovi song. Shot down in a... Bon Jovi actually is <laughs> My ears. Sorry. I'm sorry. But anyway, supposedly coming to 4K Blu-ray, so very excited about that as well. Uh, Kino Lorber is giving us, have you ever heard of this movie, The Monster Squad? I heard of it. Never seen it. Never saw it. I've only seen it a couple times, but this is like a big movie for like kids of the 80s, and they're really excited about it. I have only seen it a couple times. Maybe I'll grab this Kino Lorber 4K. I'm kind of, I'm interested. Uh, here's one that I know you like that's getting a 4K. I like that one. Office Christmas Party. This yeah. is the one that stars uh, Jason Bateman, uh, Jennifer Aniston, Kate McKinnon, who I just love from Saturday Night Live. She's one of the most underrated comedians out there. Uh, that movie's really funny. But yeah, that's a really, that's kind of like a modern, would you consider it a Christmas classic? Or I like not it. Not yet. I mean, it's not a classic, but no. I, I like to watch it every now and then. It's fun. We don't watch it every Christmas. No, season. that's not an every Christmas one. You have it. Oh, yeah, I have it on Blu-ray, but I don't have it on 4K yet. Oh. Uh. So, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm sorry. Hey, well, there's not many Christmas movies coming out this year that are being upgraded. We got Scrooge. We got that. I heard that, uh, maybe not the Hall. Oh, Love Actually. Did you like that one? Mm hmm. That one's getting a 4K release. I heard that's not confirmed yet. So, I usually don't like to tell people things until it gets confirmed or put on Blu ray.com. So, but that's the stuff that has been confirmed. And it looks like that was really it, but there was a good amount of stuff. I'm excited about a bunch of that. Are you excited about any mm -hmm. of that? Yeah? I like the Christmas story. Yeah. I mean, Christmas party. Cri office Christmas party? Mm -hmm. I would go bobsledding down a flight of stairs at my job if I could. You wouldn't make it. No, I wouldn't make it. <laughs> but I would give it the old college try, you know? <laughs> Well, whip out your old phone, and oh. this is going to be the second week in a row where we oh, do yay. this or that. This is the segment that Faith is spearheading. We go into this completely blind. Well, I go in completely blind, like I go into most situations, and Faith is here to give me... What are we doing? What's the <laughs> So topic? this is going to be music. Music. Okay. So some weeks will be shows, some weeks will be music, some movies, food, whatever. Bunch of different topics. Yeah. All right. So the first one would be Queen or Journey? Oh my god. So if you're new to this, uh, basically... <laughs> if you're new to this... <laughs> basically, one of these bands has to go forever and all, all of their music, and the other one I get to keep forever. Well, I gotta go with Journey, as Faith probably knows. Uh, I don't know if she recalls, but our wedding song <laughs> is Journey's <laughs> Faithfully. I'm forever That was the one thing I got to contribute to our wedding was Faithfully. I said I had one thing. I just said, let me pick the song. I think Faithfully is one of the best, uh, one of the best songs ever. And really just, it brings out the romantic in me. That's really what it is. And I, it just reminds me of loving you. Oh, that's sweet. So I have to keep Journey, even though I love Bohemian Rhapsody. And that's a not lot even, of Queen. That's not even my favorite that's song. That's not my Queen. favorite Queen song either. What is, so what would you keep? Because you do love Queen. I love Queen. But do you love me more than Queen? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they love you. But so the answer should be Journey. But there's so many other beautiful songs too. What's your favorite Queen song? Ooh. Because I really also like Hammer to Fall. That's a great one. Uh, that's your favorite. The Hammer to Fall. I do. I love the I, guitar. I like that. that one. Oh my god, that song. And they used it so good. I think it was in Stranger Things too. Uh, yeah, Hammer to Fall is fantastic. Uh, Radio Gaga is another big one for me. Killer Queen. That's a I like Killer Queen. He's a killer queen. queen. Dynamite. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, what's another good Queen song? I like another one, Bites the Dust. Another one gone, another one done, another so one So that's probably one of my favorites. Yeah, that's a good one, too. I love Queen, though. No, Queen has so many hit after hit. Yeah. They were just... Even till the very end, they, they were cranking them out and R.I.P. Freddie Mercury. It's funny you picked these two because these two, I would say, are the two best lead that's singer. Why I, that's why you did that's that? That's why I did it. The best leading men in rock. You're going to you're gonna see that a lot. Oh, I okay. have, I'm only doing three. Okay. All right. Then we have Wu-Tang and Outkast. Okay. Well, um, this will probably show my age compared to you because I'm going to go with Outkast. Okay. You know, well, they were named the best rap group of all time. Which I, I mean, I guess that probably I still like. Okay, I prefer Outkast. If I was taking this with me, I would. I think Wu Tang is still more legendary. If that the, makes sense. I think Wu Tang is more um, like they marketed themselves no, like no other uh, rap group ever. The legacy the, the, of them. The shirts people still wear the the, the oh, W shirts. The logo is the iconic. Lo yeah, a hundred percent. They they had their own like Wu wear. You know? I mean, just look at the stuff that the, the how I, the I'm, I'm came from out New York, so I'm gonna go with Wu Tang. Get the money, dollar, dollar bill, Oh, I get that. I get that. It's just that the I was born in 1992. Like that was kind of at the height of Wu Tang taking off. Kind of like when I started getting into rap, uh, it was like the late 90s. And I mean, when did ODB die? Like they all kind. Wu Tang was kind of in. By the time I got into, they were all separated. Mm -hmm. You know, they were in different pockets and everything like that. I mean, by that point, what was uh, Method Man already freaking acting? Mm -hmm. Like so, it was just a different time. But Outkast in the late 90s, early 2000s, that's when they took off. Like that's exactly when uh, Mrs. Jackson was on the rise. I Are love you sorry, it. I have always apologized to Miss Jackson, <laughs> but I've always been a real person. So. <laughs> All right. And but then I you know. Tell me. Oh, you said oh, you would take I'll it. take this one. I know your answer already. All right, go give it to it's me. It's Biggie or Tupac. Oh, I already know. Tupac, 110%. I've You're always wrong. been a Tupac. I, yes, I knew that. This is why you saved this for last because you want to have this debate now. Faith is a lot more into music than I am. As you can see, she's wearing a Drake shirt, which I do not support here on the channel. <laughs> I love him. I know. And and, and uh, we're going to get people in the comments, oh, Drake sucks. It's the same mentality that, like, <laughs> you. What if It's like, if you don't listen to music currently, because you say, oh, it's not the same. Our parents did the same thing. I know, I know. So it's that now old. you're just showing your age. Like, yeah, these yeah. young people, and Drake's like our age, so it doesn't really, like, he's young, he's he's in his 30s, so it's not like he's super young. I just liked it when but Drake like, was, like, out there, you know, wheeling around on Degrassi. So that's, like, when I was, like, in the Drake. But, but I, mean, I say... I, I like the 2011 album that he did. That was pretty good. I just can't remember the name of the album. Was it Views? I don't know. I think it was only his second album at the time because uh, it was, I mean, that was early in our relationship. I just remember that. He has good music. And it's just if you don't listen to it and you're just like, a lot of times that's what we do. Mm. You know, I did it for so long. Gotcha. Um, where I just be like not really interested in new music because I'm just like, oh, it's not the same. But it's not the same because it's of nostalgia. Well, You're never going to get that feeling that you did when you and you from 15 to like 25. Like you're not gonna get that same music feeling because that's when you were at the bars. That's where you were with your friends. That's what you know what I mean. Like that yeah. was the time to be had. Once you get past that, it's just like, um, it's not the same. It's like I don't understand anymore, and I'm just like, because this is a new generation. No, I appreciate that. Like, I might knock Drake and everything like that. I still respect him and all this music and everything like that. I mean, I just don't enjoy. There's it. three artists. 
right now, currently, that will sell out every single tour, will sell oh. millions, and it's Taylor Swift, yeah. Beyonce, and Drake. Beyonce still, huh? You still think Beyonce is number three? Beyonce is, I think, because she's a woman, she hasn't surpassed Michael Jackson, but that's only because she's a woman. Nobody, I feel like, you gotta, this is another thing that I want And music, and we gotta take it into, because this is not a music podcast, so I'm... I don't think anyone can ever pass Michael Jackson, and here's why. Everything, I think we might have had this, con- I don't know if I had this conversation with you or somebody else during the week, but everything has just kind of been separating into niche audiences of what you're listening to. Michael Jackson was able to, like, cross over into everything. So Beyonce. But I can go my entire day without listening to Beyonce. I don't think you could escape Michael Jackson in 1985. You gotta remember where technology was at. But technology was different. That's my whole point. Yes. Now, people don't really listen to the radio anymore. That's my point. That's that's what I'm saying. So now, it's all, even albums are different. Yes. Now, albums you just pick singles that you like from that album but that's and you what I download mean. it. Thriller so and bad I think or classic albums. What you're saying is actually true, but you have to understand it was a diff- it's only because of the time that he was in. Exactly. That's if he my- was here now, it wouldn't be the same. No, that's my point exactly. Is that back then he was literally he, he's forget just being the best pop star. He was the biggest star in the world. There was mm-hmm. nobody bigger than Michael Jackson. But be- Beyonce is that. If you it's only if you pay attention to these things. If you're not but paying yeah, but attention you, it's very to these easy things. to avoid these things now. Back then, if you were in your car, you had to have the radio on. You can't mm-hmm. put a podcast on. You had to put on whatever was on AF. But that's why I say that's the only thing. That's the reason why I say that what I'm saying is because she still has this audience without all of that. Mm. You see that? You get the difference. He I had understand. to be on TV all the time. He had to be on the radio all the time. He had. There's the stuff that to sell him. Beyonce drops the album, and it's gonna sell regardless if it's horrible or not, because it's Beyonce. I just think in the public consciousness, it's he and was, there's only he three people that really, right now, I feel can do. I mean, Justin Bieber's talk- still kind of floating on the edge with Miley Cyrus. I feel like no, no, no. I mean, I don't like Justin it's Bieber. It's Taylor Swift. If you look at albums sold, His tours. Music. Tour sold. Oh, I'm sure if Justin goes on tour right now, it's going to sell out. But I'm saying the three people that no matter what, you like them or not, they're going to sell. It's Taylor Swift, Beyonce, and Drake. Mm-hmm. Regardless if you like them or not. No, I agree. I agree with that. But you're right, though. They don't sell albums anymore. They sell singles. Mm-hmm. Like, speaking That's of getting industry. back to the question, Tupac and Biggie, you've said it before that Biggie's put out, you know, he passed away young, but he, and he put out two classic albums and left, like two of the best rap albums ever. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I just think Tupac's body of work speaks more to but me. But he has some horrible music, too. Yes, he does. That's but- the thing, is... That's how you. It's like Michael Jack. It's Mike, not Michael. Michael Jordan. You could say the same thing. He left basketball early, but so that's why he considered the is considered the greatest. No, he's considered the greatest because he won six rings and won but, six finals. But he MVPs. also left premature. He but it came back. Yeah, he, but you that wasn't real. And you don't forget. Oh, no. I mean, he left, came back, and left again, and came back again. Yeah. This guy retired, like, fucking people go to the bathroom. Yeah. So, it's just, Michael Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball I player. just think, I, I go with Biggie, because I can just, the whole first two albums, I can just, oh, I no agree. skips, nothing. I, I get that. 
I get that. I still say that Tupac was the better artist overall, in my opinion. I've just always thought that his voice was unique. I enjoyed his music a lot more. Um, Well, everybody has their own... That's like saying... Because I know you like Nas better than Jay-Z. It's the same. You like that type of music. Yeah, everything is subjective. But I also don't know if you actually truly listened to Biggie's... No, you know how I am. When it comes like... I can analyze film very well. When it comes to music, um, I'm more of a bubblegum pop kind of guy. So, you know, I'm very basic... You know, give me the hits and I'm all good for it. That's really it for me. Like, I can go deep on certain artists, but not like I, like film. I could just dive into every movie, analyze the shit out of it. But like with music, I just don't go that deep as uh, Faith does. Faith mm. loves music. I she love listens music. to music all the time. She got really excited for a new Diddy album in 2023 the other day. Right? And you said it was good. Because it's current artist. He just does the production. Gotcha. So, like, when you say things like that, that mean like, to me, it, that's like... Again, showing your bias and kind of that you're old. Hey! That's just what it's showing me. Like, you're these old are current. Well, I don't like it. <laughs> it's current artist. Yeah. All he does is the production. That is true. Well, so, he didn't, I just can't believe he couldn't get in front of a mic. I mean, he's, you know, you hear him like. Like bopping along. You know, like the Justin Bieber song he has on that album. Like at the end, he's like, he has his own little thing he says. Oh, okay. But he puts his own little stamp. Right. Just like DJ Khaled. DJ but he But DJ Khaled makes great bodies of work, but he produces it. He doesn't, yeah. he's not an artist. Well, he's a producer. There's no doubt that Diddy is one of the best musical minds ever. Oh, he ever. He started Bad Boy Records and he ever. made stars for a mm-hmm. while there. And, you know, then he even spun himself into an act that I don't think many people thought. So I will definitely not sell Diddy short. I was just making a joke. Mm. Uh, you know, I know how you are no, with Diddy. No, I don't, I'm not a big fan of him, trust me. It's just, I enjoy music. Yeah. That's what I listen to. I don't care. There's some people I won't listen to because I do care. I don't. I'm not gonna even give them acknowledgement. But they might have great music, and I'll just skip it. Yeah. But he's one person that so like I'm actually, not really well, a big p- fan of him. But like I like his music. We well, always talk about separating the art from the artist when it comes to film. Um, you know, Roman Polanski in Chinatown. Um, I know you love Kanye West, but he is a very. I still listen to Kanye. You still listen. So you can separate the art from the mm-hmm. artist with that. For most most things. Yeah. Once okay. it once it deals with stuff dealing with kids, I can't. I can't, right. I know I can't respect you. Yeah. I know you're referring to the guy who believes he could fly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell you what, can't fly that far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was a good this or that. I think we had a good discussion, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, guys, we're going to dive into the Q&A portion of the show. Uh, You know, we've been getting a lot more questions lately, so if we don't answer your question on this week's show, we'll always answer them first on next week's show. So Kevin L. actually asked this question a few weeks ago, and I've been waiting for Faith to do this because I feel like Faith is really good when it comes to comedy. She loves comedy I just don't know years. Well, you'll know in a second, because what is your favorite comedy from the following years? So 1997, I'll pull up a list of 1997 comedies for you, Faith, but I actually already know my 1997 That's the only thing. I was like, I don't, like, you know what years things come out. I don't have any clue. So for me, it's going to be Liar Liar for 1997, 100%. This was Jim Carrey's comeback movie pretty much after people were a little bit disappointed. It has to be Liar Liar. Right? Yeah. I mean, nothing else in there really like, but even Liar Liar is a comedy classic, especially in my household growing up. We loved Liar Liar. We quoted that movie all oh, the time. Austin Powers. That's right. 97 is Austin Powers. That's tough. 
I love I Austin still Pat. like. Oh, I still. You still think you take Liar Liar? Liar Liar. I that's tough for me. I do love Liar Liar. I just love the fact that he just him fighting himself so he doesn't I'm lie. I'm kicking my ass. <laughs> Which are just such clever moments in there. How he just a madman, Your Honor. <laughs> a man at the very end of his pitiful rope. <laughs> and then the fact that he just can't lie, and when his secretary is asking him how much this, you said Tiffany's garage sale six fifty marked down from ten. That's just Jim Carrey firing on all cylinders. He's hysterical in that mm -hmm. movie. But Austin Powers is a classic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I too like to live dangerously. I suggest you hit, sir. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the next one is 1982. So we'll look up 1982 comedies for you, Faith. Cycle through this. I already know my answer for this, and that is going to be Leia. That is going to be. 48 Hours, the Eddie Murphy classic Maybe starring him. going to be that. You knew it? Is that going to be yours or no? No. Oh, wow. 48 Hours is a stone cold classic. I mean, if there's nothing else, yeah. That was Eddie Murphy's debut film. You know, he was riding. I think he's only 21 years old when this movie came out, but he was riding high. He was the star of SNL, the king of Saturday Night Live, really the only shining star on that show. That's why. It's going to have to be nothing really else yeah. was there. But you don't really like that movie, huh? It's not that I don't like it. it. There's better movies to me. Yeah. I mean, 48 Hours, it's not my favorite Eddie Murphy e movie either, but I really enjoyed 48 Hours. It's still really funny. Um, I just crack. I little moments like when they walk, when Nick Nolte's walking up to the jail outside and he's singing Roxanne. Roxanne, you can run Oh, jeez. Yeah, it became a musical podcast. That's what we yeah. do now. <laughs> uh, 2008, it's going to be tough for you. Because there is a lot. And one of them isn't even going to pop up on here, on this list, because I already I already did this. But I think I still have to pick. Actually, I know what I'm going to Ooh, picking. this is hard. Yeah, you know, it's one. Your number one's not even going to be on this list. And I'm going to tell you right now, because it's my choice. What? Pineapple Express 2008. Really? That wouldn't be my choice. Really? You Pineapple Express. I do, but we've watched that movie it, like four times over the last two years. Yeah, I know, but you're still gonna pick Step, Step Brothers. Bro Step Brothers. There's, I have and one. then Role Models. I love Role Models too. That is a good movie. Like what? Role Models is one of the most underrated comedies. Tropic ever. Thunder. I wouldn't put that as high as Role Models in my opinion. I know people love. No, Tropic I'm just Thunder. saying there's such a great amount of movies. <sighs> I think Tropic Thunder is a bit overrated, but uh, that's my opinion. I like Tropic Thunder. I most people. But don't. I'll probably say. Step Brothers. Step Brothers. And then Role Models is right after. And then Pineapple Express. Wow, really? You would put Role Models that over Pineapple Express? I, think I like Pineapple Express when I, like, I smoke a joint. Okay? Gotcha. That's when I like it. It is definitely the perfect stoner <laughs> comedy. Um, yeah, but I just think it's also just a great, funny movie. Danny McBride. Oh, my God. That movie's fire. Him and James Franco. Uh, Seth Rogen. That movie's just firing it all suddenly. Step Brothers is almost perfect. I don't like the Catalina Wine Mixer. The fucking Catalina wine mixer. I, I just, I don't that like. It ruins it for you? Yeah, it really. It does it? That's in the third act, and it really, like, dampers me when they're fucking on stage playing the drums and singing. Mm. Like, ah, uh, and I don't, I don't really like that. And, you know, you told me recently that uh, Will Ferrell's father was an opera singer, so it does make sense why he'd be singing that. Mm. So I get Did it. Did I tell you that? Maybe. I, I feel don't like it was. I told you that. No? Maybe it was somebody else. I, mm. I don't know. I'm going to have to cycle through my catalog and find out who it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go to uh, 2019. All I, right. I actually, I think we might have the same choice. 
Jojo Rabbit's a comedy? Well, if you remember, I think 2017 or 2018, that was like the last year we got a lot of like good comedies. They don't really release comedies in theaters anymore. You've noticed that, right? Mm-hmm. And if they do, they do bad. Like movies like Strays, like they just, they don't do good anymore, especially so all... So I guess The Gentleman. That's what I was going to pick, that's The Gentleman. That's the one that stood out to me. And that was the one for me, too. That's Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman. That was one of the last movies we saw before the pandemic, mm-hmm. I believe. That was a really good movie. Or, well, yeah, well, it came out the end of 2019, and we saw it in early 2020. But, yeah, I think The Gentleman is very, very underrated. I mean, everyone, mm-hmm. Colin Farrell, Matthew McConaughey... Uh, it's got that Guy Ritchie tone that you've seen in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I know you don't like it, but Snatch, too, very similar to that. Um, Colin Farrell, though, steals it in this couple of scenes that he... In that oh, he movie. always does. He always does. Have you ever doubted Colin Farrell, man? You were wrong. Colin Farrell can act. Mm-hmm. And he does a phenomenal job in that movie. So that would be 2019. Now, 1965. Uh, this was tough. You probably haven't seen as much as me either. Yeah, you can pick that. I had a hard time with this. There's only a couple movies from 1965 that I'd seen. Uh, The Pink Panther is the only one. Peter Sellers' Pink Panther. That's definitely number one. But also, Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving came out that year. Good for you. So that's a pretty funny movie. (laughs) 1978. This is a big one. So this one actually has a lot of ones that that people would consider classics, but I don't necessarily consider classics. Like Animal House. I don't think Animal House is that I like fun. Animal House. Do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's the one I would pick. Cheech and Chong? Cheech and Chong, Up in Smoke. Absolutely. Mm. Love Cheech and Chong. My mom loves Cheech and Chong, too. So, you know, I've always kind of enjoyed, especially Up in Smoke. But I've always enjoyed all their movies. Um, we've discussed this before, though. Like, Cheech and Chong really has started the... Uh, the stereotype for stoners. Mm-hmm. Like, people think that's what a stoner is. Someone that smokes that much weed and they're sitting in a parking lot and don't realize they're driving. Now, that does happen. <laughs> but, <laughs> but not to that extent, you know? No, <laughs> Nobody is like that. I mean, given, I have met some people who have fried their brains, but usually that's because they mixed it with something else. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just the marijuana. Not just the weed. There was a little bit of other stuff being that they were uh, you know, dabbling, usually some kind of dust from an angel or uh, something else out there. <laughs> there he comes in. Yeah. Spring out on top, you know how that goes. So, and then the last year, now this one was actually I, almost impossible because I definitely have never seen a comedy from 1955. Yeah. Have you? No. So I couldn't even answer that one, Kevin. But this was a great question, buddy. Thank you so much. Don't you dare. Oh, I thought you were shooting the pistols at him. <laughs> That's why I thought you were just no, doing I your hands on scratching my finger. Oh, okay. <laughs> And the next Kevin L question is, how would you rank the villains from all the Batman movies? Oh. So, uh, we'll just do, you know, from 89 till the present day. That's a lot of Batman. Well, the Joker appears twice. Yeah, I like... <laughs> so does so does Bane. Uh, I like Bane. <laughs> Two-Face. I think Bane would probably be third for me. That's your number three? Um, I would like... I think the Joker from both 89 and Keith Heath Ledger was... Uh, those are probably one too, right? Just even so. Just because those are the best. Yeah, I mean, one was like a gangster, the other one was a psychopath, so different. I, I, you know what? It's so funny because that is 100% true, but for some reason, even though the Joker in 89's Batman is a gangster, I never think of him as a gangster. Mm-hmm. I think of him as a fucking Looney Tune psychopath too, but you're right. Heath Ledger's Joker has, is he just wants to create chaos, whereas Batman 89's Joker, he wants to create chaos. 
But he also wants to get ahead of everyone, too. Mm -hmm. He's still got a little bit of a normal agenda there. He just fried his brain a little mm -hmm. bit. You know, green goo acid will do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that would be like one, two for me. Also would be those two. But um, I also really like Michelle Pfeiffer's Bat uh, Catwoman and Batman Returns. Okay. But I think you said you prefer Anne Hathaway's Catwoman. You've gotten two cat three Catwomans. Mm -hmm. I, like, I like Anne Hathaway. I think I, she... I don't know. I mean, I like... I like them all, but I know Anne Hathaway more. I yeah, feel like maybe Miss I'm just. That's not Mrs. That's not Anne Hathaway. No, you're right. That's what's her name from Speed. It's Sandra Bullock. Oh, I didn't realize. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm telling you, Miss Congeniality, uh, whatever the one that Anne Hathaway's in, what is it? The Princess Diaries. Uh, Legally Blonde, all those movies, they, for some reason in my brain, they all blend together, so I get all the actresses mixed up in all of them, if that makes sense. It doesn't, but okay. Okay, if you understand, so you know where I'm coming from. So yeah, I mean, if I was going to rate the cat women, I would think that, honestly, Anne Hathaway would be three. Be Michelle Pfeiffer, Zoe Kravitz, and then Anne I like Hathaway. Zoe Kravitz, too. I don't think any of them did a better job than the other. Mm. I just like Anne Hathaway. I get that. I like Anne Hathaway, too. She's very cute, charming. She's got this, like, you know, very distinct personality to her. She's a little bit quippy. I kind of like her. I agree. She's it's good at quippy. A quippy, like like you know, like she's quirky. 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 It's a quippy. Quippy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Making up our new words here. Someone's got to do it. Someone made up all these words. Why can't I? That's make up true. Words? That yeah. is true. <laughs> I'm out here. I'm going to be a new dictionary for everybody. Uh, oh no. We've only gotten one Mr. Freeze. He'd probably be near the bottom. Uh, even though I do like Arnold cranking out one-liners. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones is two faces. Pretty damn bad. But the Riddler. I do love both Riddlers that we've got. You gotten. like the Penguin? You know, as much as I love Danny DeVito and he is great as the Penguin, I'll admit he kind of grosses me out in Batman Returns. He grosses me out just in general. Well, that's fine. <laughs> he took he took his Batman Returns energy and he brought it to Always Sunny Philadelphia. He did. He just loves to make himself look like a slob. He did. <laughs> like, the, the worst was when he, he takes uh, Always Sunny and the episode when they're on the plane. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna. He takes the beer. He goes. I'm going to do it. I'm going to drink 25 beers right in front of your face. I'm going to do it now. <laughs> and it's like just pouring oh, out God, of him. Gross. <laughs> he does that a couple times. The other time when he's walking down the street and he doesn't even know Max behind him. He's just over there walking around. He's like, what are you guys? I've been walking with you for a mile. And he, then he drinks the beer and he's like burping and stuff. And like, oh, no, he's gross. But in Batman Returns, he's eating a fish. like, And he's all wearing that fat. Oh, my God. It's disgusting. It could be worse. My nose could be gushing blood. What? And then he bites us. Oh, my God. Colin Farrell went a very different route. No, he was a gangster. He was a gangster. And I really like Colin Farrell's uh, Penguin. I think he did a great job. What are you showing me here? I think we talked about that last week. Yeah, I think we did. Man, whatever. It's a great scene. Uh, <laughs> but Paul Dano was a good Riddler, too. So I'd probably put him pretty high up. That's a good question, Kevin. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that, buddy. Uh, speaking of superheroes, what are the top five worst superhero movies? Oh, there's a lot of them. This is also Kevin. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of them. But I think they have to be some of the Batmans in the 90s. Batman and Robin is definitely yeah. on the list of some of the worst. Also, uh, Morbius from last year. Oh, yeah. That movie. Awful. Uh, atrocious. Jared Leto. Uh, I didn't like Suicide Squad. The original one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would put that pretty high, too. It had its moments, but that is definitely one of the worst. Superman Returns. I don't know if you've seen that one. That's a snooze fest. No, Superman 4. The Quest for Peace. Uh, the Quest for Shut That Movie Down is 
was what it should have been called because <laughs> that movie is just absolute. That's a joke. Um, I re I watched that this year. That was that's a bad one. I'd have to put that pretty high. Uh, yeah, although really, Batman hasn't really had too many misses other than Batman and Robin. Uh, Blade Trinity isn't one of my favorites. Okay. So I'd probably put that a light. Uh, ooh, uh, what was the movie that came out from Marvel a few years ago? And they just ignored it now. Uh, the Externals, The Expendables. Internals. Uh, the Eternals. Yeah, that movie was... Uh, I didn't see that. Good. Don't. Don't waste your time. It was that was another <laughs> slodge. So much potential in there. So many yeah. great actors, great premise, horrible execution, and it's a shame because I love Chloe Zhao. I think she's a great director. She directed Nomadland and The Rider. Uh, I just don't know if her style meshed well with the MCU. Okay. It's a shame though because I really do like her. Okay. And that was a great question, Kevin. Thank you so so much. And this one is from. Uh, spooky. And he wrote, my question is... <laughs> Give me something spooky. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> the guy said, Give us something spooky. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I'm just so fucking confused. Your name's Brian, too? <laughs> no, that's why I'm so fucking confused right now. <laughs> we love I Think You Should Leave Now. <laughs> and he wrote, my question is, what has to be the worst Blu-ray you would rid of your collection? So I actually recently just cleansed the collection. So I got most of the movies I don't want to keep out. But there are a couple bad 4Ks and Blu-rays that I can't part with, even though I think they're bad. And those are Heat, Planes, Trains, Automobiles, and Terminator 2's 4Ks. All of those are way worse than the previous Blu-ray editions. I actually own Terminator 2 on 4K twice, the same bad scan. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, it's just because I really love the packaging and it's one of my favorite movies ever. So I own a movie that I'm never going to watch Unbelievable. twice. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm never even going to put that in. I put the Skynet edition in. I don't even watch those 4Ks. It's, it's just so bad. It's a bad scan. So those movies I actually keep in my collection despite never ever watching them, if that makes any sense. Mm doesn't right mm -mm. so yeah and then planes trains and automobiles i'm gonna give it one more shot this november and if it's just as bad as i remember from last year then that you hated that it was all i was so upset i was so upset last year but i'm hoping that i was wrong i i i, I don't know i gotta try again it was that's one of my favorite movies ever and they they ruined it mm. they spit in my face <laughs> paramount <laughs> might as well just come and just ruin thanksgiving dinner because that's what they did <laughs> and then he he <sighs> That one I have to give another shot, so we'll be fair to that. But that's a great question, Spooky. Thank you so much. <laughs> spooky. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing. Yeah, you this should be sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then this one is from Tell Him Freddy Says Yeah, and he wrote, favorite Jerry Bruckheimer film. So Jerry Bruckheimer is a producer. You've probably heard of him and Don Simpson. They, did the, they have the lightning logo in front of a bunch of movies from like the 80s and 90s. Um, any Tom Cruise movie, really, like Top Gun, Days of Thunder, uh, Michael Mann, not Michael Mann, Michael Bay movies, that's a lot of Jerry Bruckheimer, like those 80s kind of action movies. Um, he did it with Don Simpson. Don Simpson is one of the most famous drug addicts ever, loved cocaine, yeah. actually died very young, and he actually was trying to get off cocaine in 19, when they were making The Rock, in like 95, so he brought somebody in to help him get off cocaine. Mm. That guy died of a drug overdose in his house, trying to help him get off drugs. So Don Simpson knew how to do drugs better than anyone. <laughs> but Jerry Bruckheimer is probably the more straight-laced one of them. And I think that he is a great producer. And I would have to say, obviously, my favorite one would be uh, Days of Thunder. I love Days of Thunder. Okay. That's my, one of my favorite It's still my favorite Tom Cruise movie. I know that's a 
favorite to me. I know it's not the best, but that I love Days of Thunder. I run back to that yeah, movie. Yeah, you have your own taste. Yeah, that's, fine. that's just one of my. I, that movie is very, very special to me. Seen it a gajillion times. We'll see it a gajillion times more. So that's my favorite Jerry Bruckheimer produced film. I hope I'm right in saying that Jerry Bruckheimer produced that film. Pretty sure. So anyway, would you prob? What would you pick? Like Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick. It's only eighties. No, Jenny, film that. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll just get you a list. Because I don't know. Bad Boys, right away. <laughs> and I was going to ask you, Bad Boys. Well, I said Michael Bay produced films. Because, but then you kind of went straight 80s. That's the one that I would, right away, Bad Boys. Bad Boys, yeah. Well, he did pretty much all of Michael Bay's films. So if you want to think of Michael Bay and all his, like, like I said, he did The Rock. I think this came out a year after The Rock, right? Bad, well, he did Bad Boys too, also, but I think 95, no, I think, which one was first? Bad Boys or The Rock? They were back to back. I think Bad Boys 95, The Rock in 96. I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. I know they're back to back years, but I, I just can't remember. I think 95 was Bad Boys, though, because I can always watch The Fresh Prince of Bel Air and know what movie Will Smith's making based on his hairstyle. <laughs> so I knew when he was making Independence Day in the last season because he had the same hairstyle as whatever his character's name was in Independence Day. Mm. It's how much times I've watched The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's disgusting. Mm. <clears throat> so that's a great question, Tell him Freddy sent you. So Days of Thunder for me, Bad Boys for Faith. And Faith has been a bad girl. So let's move on. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> what? Don't put that in there. Why? It's so weird. weird. It's going to be funny. <laughs> uh, question. This is from William Thomas. And he asks, which 4K from this year so far has surprised you the most? For me, I think it was Enter the Dragon. I was surprised at how well that movie cleaned up that movie did surprise me and how well it cleaned up as well but i i you guys can see my review here on the channel i was disappointed with the lack of any extras whatsoever but i can't take anything away from the scan of that film uh my most surprising though has to be matilda i didn't think that they they didn't have to go all out and give us a almost reference quality in visuals and audio for a movie like that that has a very condensed audience out there who for you know that movie's probably not beloved by many people it's beloved by people of like me and fate's age who grew up with matilda mm -hmm. so that was a very different time and i know people probably outside of that bubble don't love matilda so you wouldn't expect them to go out and give it all the bells and whistles like they would to other movies but they did for matilda so that's still my number one most underrated 4k of this year there's been a lot of good 4ks that have come out that i feel like i've gotten like People have just blown by that have been in really high quality. And then we've also had a lot of disappointments this year. And, you know, that's just the way it goes. Like, movies that we overhype, like, The Exorcist pretty much lived up to the hype. But it wasn't a 10 out of 10 4K. But Matilda, I would have expected, like, a 7 out of 10 4K. And we got a 9.5 out of 10. So it's that damn good. So that would be my most underrated 4K Blu-ray of the year so far. All right, this is going to be our last question from Kevin L for the week. Mm. He has one more question, but we're going to answer that last question next week. But this one is, if you were an actor, you're not an actor, which role <laughs> in the following movies would you pick? S Star Wars A New Hope, The Dark Knight, Terminator, Jurassic Park, Pulp Fiction, Lord of the Rings, or Ocean's Eleven? Obviously, I would be Princess Leia, or General Leia. I would be the Joker for The Dark Knight. Oh, Yeah. Well, I would be Harrison Ford because me and him have very similar cool personalities, so I'd be Han Solo in Star Wars A New Hope. Oh, we're, that, we're twins. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. We do. We have uh, those... Can you see it? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't think stand so. up real quick. Yeah. So we do have matching Star Wars tattoos. <laughs> so, yeah. Look at that. You could be my Princess Leia and I can be your Han Solo. Leia! Leia! 
Seven thousand bucks won't solve any problems for anybody. We have our own Leia here. Yeah, our dog Leia. She's a princess too in her own way. Um, uh, in the Dark Knight, I would be Batman. <laughs> because you're gonna be fighting me. Oh, you know what? Actually, Batman sounds like the worst job ever. What am I saying? I'm just getting impressed with how cool Batman is. Who do I want to be? <laughs> I don't want to be the Joker either. That sounds miserable. Also. Oh, man. But if I'm the actor, yeah, the Joker's the best part. I want to be just someone hanging out. I'll be Alfred. Uh, Terminator. I want to be the T-800. He's cool as shit. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I'll be fighting you. So you want to be the T-1000? Yeah. Nice. I'd kill you way quicker than mm. Arnold was able to get to Robert Patrick. Uh, what about Jurassic Park? I'll be one of the... Dinosaurs. Uh, I was gonna pick the T Rex, but no, I'm gonna go Jeff Gold. <laughs> I'm gonna go Jeff Goldblum in that movie. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum okay. when he got his shirt off, because I look good with my shirt off, right? Sure. Yeah, thank you, Absolutely. baby. In Pulp Fiction, I'm Jules. Hell yeah, Samuel Jackson. I'm gonna be the girl that says, "Now give me all your money." That girl <laughs> in the beginning. Or I'll execute every motherfucking one of you. That would be me. Oh, she is great. Is that Amy Plummer? That's not Amy Plummer, but uh, it might be Amy Plummer. Anyway, great. Oh, that's a good call. That's a good call. I like that call. Um, Lord of the Rings. Come on, Faith. You're gonna be Smeagol. You're gonna make me Smeagol. <laughs> you know what? I want to be him. <laughs> I wanna I'm gonna be lean right into it. <laughs> My precious. <laughs> I'll be one of the elves. Obviously, or yeah. whatever. Because I don't know. I don't like. You're gonna Lord be a Hobbit. Rings. I, don't I like. Oh Lord. my god! When I think of Ho you got to rewatch them. They're really, really good. Mm. I think of the Hobbit now, though. I think of Kanye West and Kim Kardashian on South Park when he, Kanye West is calling up like Kim Kardashian. He's like, "Bitch, are you a Hobbit? Why don't you tell me you're a Hobbit?" <laughs> Ocean's Eleven. Uh, how do you not I pick think, Danny? I would pick actually Brad Pitt's character. I don't think I've seen it. What? Ocean's Eleven? Really? Yeah. So I don't know. I know there's girl. They have one with just girls. Ocean's Twelve. No, it's Ocean's 8. Ocean's 8, oh. It's 11, 12, and 13 is the original trilogy, and then they have Ocean's 8, which had uh, Sandra Bullock, um, Anne Hathaway, mm -hmm. and a bunch of other people who I can't remember off the top of my head right now. No, Julia Roberts, though, is in Ocean's 11. Yeah, I She's might have seen it, but a long time ago. Okay. Yeah, well, Ocean's 11 is fantastic, but it's hard not to pick either George uh, Clooney's Danny Ocean or Brad Pitt's character. So I'd probably pick Brad Pitt due to the you know similarities in looks. So, and also he's eating something in every scene. That's one thing he wanted to do. Was he and you want to eat? I spend the whole day I'm eating. I'm starving. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what we're going to do when we get out of here. We got to go pick up my car, the old Batmobile, uh, <laughs> from the shop. And then maybe uh, maybe we'll go get something to eat. What do you think? Um, um, yeah, I'm getting a little hangry. A little, you are hangry. When Faith gets hungry, <laughs> Faith needs to eat a Snickers because she is not herself when she is hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, that's going to do it here for us on this week's episode of Let's Talk Physical Media. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you want to ask any questions or leave any comments for next week's show, make sure you do that down in the comment section below. And then while you guys are down there, make sure you like this video or podcast, whatever version you are watching or listening to. Subscribe to the channel or podcast. Then just get out in those streets and tell your friends about us. We'll be seeing you around.